Good afternoon, church, and happy Sabbath to you all. I hope that you are um, keeping well, hope that you have had a a good week um, thus far. Um, It's nice to see so many of you back and returning from your holidays and uh, people looking um, sun-kissed and and blessed, so that's that's always a a blessing. So it's good to to see you here um, this Sabbath. It's our youth weekend this weekend, and um, just to let the, the parents know, we, uh, the plan for today is that we'll be having um, lunch together as a youth group, um, a, a program after that, and then we're going to take a break and come back again um, sometime uh, in the evening. I also want to let you know that, that we're meeting tomorrow in Krugavin at about 10 to... 10 to 11, quarters to 11. Um, depending on the weather, um, people might need to, to wear some, some clothes that are uh, that, that you're okay to get muddy, if I can put it that way. So depending on the weather, please be um, prepared for that. Um, just want to promote summer camp one last time. Um, summer camp is just around the corner, um, a couple of weeks away, and the deadline for summer camp is, is fast approaching. Um, so if you are interested in going, please come and speak to me. Please come and uh, speak to um, Jenny, and we can see what we can get organized. Um, I was speaking with uh, Pastor, Pastor David Neal um, earlier this week, and he said that whilst he was at the general conference at the, at the GC, he met uh, Pastor Branislav, the former pastor of, of this church, and uh, he's apparently going to be available on the 15th of August um, to come and speak to us here. So on the 15th of August, all being well, uh, Pastor Branislav will be here in Barrenbridge and will be uh, ministering to us. So we, we look forward um, to that. I pray that God will be with us and bless us as we um, come to worship him on this Sabbath day. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to have you all here um, in the middle of our summer and to spend a little bit of time together this morning. Um, If you just want to bow your heads, I'll open in with a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you um, for this opportunity to kneel at your throne of of grace, Lord, to um, worship our God who is good beyond our understanding, and to thank you for the blessings that you so graciously bestow on us. We pray that you would bless this service this morning. Amen. Uh, at this point, I would just like to uh, ask Kerry and Carol to come up and lead us out in some music. Good afternoon and happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, we're just going to uh, sing a few songs, but you can remain seated for the for the first two. Um, the first one we're going to sing is Angus Day. It's like, Worthy is the Lamb. I think we've sang it here a couple of times before, but it might have been just a little while ago. But it's simple, and you'll catch on quick. It's just the same the, way, the whole way through.
Um, just before we sing then um, our second song, we're going to sing Open the Eyes of My Heart, but we just wanted to read a couple of Bible verses. Um, we met last night together um, as a youth, and um, we talked about, you know, being making sure that we always hear God's voice clearly so that we're not led astray or get involved in things that we shouldn't or, you know... Um, Sometimes, Curtis talked about, you know, sometimes when we kind of linger towards the line of sin that we think it's okay and we're always going to have the strength to stay away from crossing that line. But sometimes without realizing it, things start to change in our life and we don't realize it until maybe, you know, um, our behavior starts to change and our influences start to change. And um, so we were talking about how we can always focus on God and always how we can always remember how to listen to his voice. So I'm just going to read um, Psalms chapter 25, verses 4 to 5. Um, so it says, um, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. And then in Proverbs um, chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So I think we can take this as a reminder that if we can, if we can open our heart and um, always have a willing, like willing ears to listen to what God wants to say to, us, say to us, then we always lean on him, then we should never be led astray. Open the eyes of 
Amen. Can we all just stand in for the last one, um, the heart of worship? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you've given us. We pray that you will remind us each and every day that when everything else is stripped back, when the music is all faded and when we're not here together, that it's you, Father, that is the heart of everything and you're at the center of it all. In your name we pray. Amen.
now time for our, our prayer. Are there any um, prayer requests this afternoon? No? Okay, that's fine. If we could just assume a, a reverent position now, then as we approach the Lord in prayer. Our Lord and our Father, we uh, come before you, Lord, and we thank you for uh, your many blessings towards us. Uh, Lord, uh, you've said in your word that your mercies are new every morning. Uh, so, Lord, every day that you give us breath, every day that we are able to open our eyes and to go about our, our daily activities, our daily duties, is truly a blessing. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the ways in which you uh, continue to provide for us and to, 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 to sustain us and to uh, be there for our families, Lord. We thank you for uh, your goodness and your kindness towards us. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Uh, for, Lord, where would we be without your grace? Uh, all of us have um, fallen short of your glory. All of us have uh, made our mistakes and uh, our sins against you. And, Lord, we, we come to you today asking that you would forgive us of our sins. Lord, would you please cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us, Lord, to uh, do the right things and, and say the right things. Help our, our conduct and behavior to be pleasing in your sight. Lord, I just want to give thanks to, for traveling mercies. As various members have been um, to various places and you have uh, been with them, Lord, as they've been away and you've brought them back here safely. And Lord, we just... Uh, say thank you that we can uh, be together as a church family uh, once more. Lord, we pray for those who are struggling with ill health. Uh, Lord, we think of Mrs. Hamilton at this time and uh, Mrs. Montgomery. We pray, pray Lord, that you would uh, draw close to them, uh, touch them, Lord, with your healing hand and, and help them um, through their uh, circumstances, Father, I pray. And for those of us in the congregation who are suffering and whose family members are suffering. Lord, I, I pray that you would strengthen them and uplift them with your righteous right hand. Lord, uh, we know that whilst some situations may seem bleak and uh, may seem that there is no way out, we thank you, Lord, that you are a God who makes a way when there seemingly is no way out. Uh, Lord, you are the great physician, the balm in Gilead, and we know that you are able to uh, heal us, Lord, uh, from our sicknesses. Lord, we just want to pray for our, our church here in Banbridge. We pray that you would help us to be a light in our community. Help us, Lord, to be a, a light, uh, each member to be a light to those around us, um, in our families, in our homes, in our places of work. Help us, Lord, to uh, let you shine through us. So, Father, we thank you that we are able to come here today, to gather together as your people, to worship you on this Sabbath day. We pray that your very presence, your Holy Spirit, would be pour, poured out on every single one of us this day. Is my prayer, God, in your name. Amen. Can I just ask the deacons to come forward to collect the tithes and offerings? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your abundance of blessings, Lord. We thank you that you've blessed us with money that we can return part of back to you. Lord, take this money, multiply it up, and may it um, go the distance in serving you, Lord. Amen. I'd just like to call the tour up to do the scripture reading.
The scripture reading is Daniel 6, um, 19 to 23. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. I feel that I should um, inform the church that I'm, that I'm going through a breakup. I, um, you know when you're going through a breakup, you, uh, you try to figure out what you've done wrong. You try to retrace your steps. Um, sleep has left me. Um, I'm not quite sure why. She doesn't spend any time with me anymore. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to sleep at this, uh, these last couple of weeks. Um, so... Uh, pray that um, we get reunited. Uh, the, the love story can continue, hopefully, um, this week. So this is our, our youth weekend, and um, uh, we've been uh, spending some time together. It's been good so far. Um, we were talking about last night distractions and things that influence us and you know come in uh, too close to sin. Um, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about... Um, um, commitment. Um, that's really the main thrust of the message. But um, where are my young people? I need my young people here or the first couple of rows. So there's no tablets today. It's all in the front. Either these, the front two rows. I need you here. I didn't spend time working on this sermon uh, for you not to hear it. It's too important. So young people, I need you. And senior youth as well. Okay, so the title for this afternoon is I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's bow our heads. Oh Lord and our Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity for us to um, hear a word from you. We pray, Lord, that uh, you would bless us, that you would open our hearts to um, learn something more about you. We pray, Lord, that you would um, challenge us and inspire us. This is my prayer, God, in your name. Amen. Uh, you know the story about Daniel. Uh, Daniel was taken when he was a young man, uh, taken into captivity. Daniel, uh, along with his uh, friends, the three Hebrew boys, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and, and Abednego. And, and uh, uh, it was a horrible thing to be, have to be separated um, from his family, to uh, have to be in, a, in, a, in another country and, uh, and away from their friends and family. But God started to work through um, Daniel and his friends um, to the point where Daniel 1 we read about a, a test that was taking place and Daniel and his friends uh, ended up being uh, 10 times wiser uh, than the, the rest of the people and so uh, God was working through them and, and they began to be promoted and they started to go um, higher and higher into the uh, to the governments and because uh, even in adverse situations, even in adverse circumstances, God can still bless you. You can still shine bigger and better than everybody else because God is with you. And so in Daniel 2, and they were able to do fantastic things. In, in Daniel 2, the king had a dream and he didn't know how to interpret it. And, and, and Daniel was able to, um, uh, to tell the king uh, what the dream was. And um, which was, which was truly an, an amazing thing because, because Daniel had a real connection with a real God uh, and, and he, he had a connection with a God who knew the future. Uh, and so he uh, was able to, to speak to the king and, and, and tell him what the, king, what the, dr the dream meant. And uh, in, as part of the dream, uh, you remember the statue that um, King Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about. And the, the top was the head of gold and in the middle was the... Um, which represented Babylon, the silver uh, represented Media Persia. And as God predicted it, as he said in his prophecies, uh, Babylon was overthrown by Media Persia. And the amazing thing was that even in this kingdom, uh, Daniel had reached to the, to the top at, in the Babylonian government. But here in the Media Persian kingdom, God was still with him. 
and he began to be promoted again. And he was reaching the, the, the top levels of, of the government, even in this, uh, this new kingdom. But the, the people uh, of Media Persia, they didn't like this. Uh, the princes and the, the presidents, they didn't like that uh, this foreigner, this outsider... Uh, was above them. He he was the uh, he, he was the one who was um, in control of things, and they they didn't like it, and so uh, they decided that they were going to try to catch him out. Uh, and so it's so important for us as young people, older people as well, to live what we say. It's it's one thing to uh, talk about it. It's one thing to. Uh, to give it all the good talk, but you have to, your actions have to follow up what you're saying. Now, I sometimes get a little bit confused, not so much with the young people here, uh, but young people in general. Whenever I go on to things like Facebook, uh, I see things that uh, often leave me a little bit confused. I, I see um, these girls who are or females who are protest, who are claiming uh, to be Christians, and uh, they, you know, they end up taking all these photographs of themselves, right? And I'd, I'd, I'd have a problem. I'd have a problem with people taking photographs of themselves. It's, that's not an issue. Uh, the problem that I have is the poses. Uh, I, I question some of the poses. You know, you know, you see some of the girls. They're just like. I, I, you know, I, I can't. I, I don't want to get, get too um, too bad up in here, but I, I, I struggle to understand how uh, what 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 they're doing. And the, the second the second one that often leaves me uh, confused is the the duck pose. You know about the duck pose. Uh, the duck pose. That's where they uh, these girls they um, they pose for the camera. Don't make me laugh. Right, and they pose like this. <laughs> right, I'm kidding not. I'm not messing around. This is this is how they this is how they pose on 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 Facebook. And I think to myself, I've never walked past a duck and thought that duck is looking kind of seductive. You know, that duck is looking kind of sexy. Why would you try to uh, imitate a duck? Or you know, they they call it the trout pout. I've never been to a fishmonger and thought, you know, those, those lips on that fish looking kind of nice. I don't understand why that is, that is, um, that is, is seen to be cool. But here's the point that I'm getting at, is that um, you need to be able to um, back up what you say. Um, it, it's Facebook and social media, it's, there's so much of it around, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you have an opportunity to show people that you belong to God. You have an opportunity to show people that you're not like everybody else. And so uh, it hurts me. It, it, um, I struggle when I see young Christians. Uh, the, the first thing they get to advertise is their posterior. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, if we have an opportunity to advertise, we should show people that we belong to God, that we're not like everybody else, that we have different values, that we have different uh, morals. And so these um, princes, these uh, presidents, the, these uh, officials, they, 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 were trying to catch, um, they were trying to catch Daniel out. And uh, so they, they, they tried to see where they could where they could catch him out. And so they, they were uh, seeing if, if there was uh, somewhere where Daniel could, could slip up. Because the truth of the matter is, young people, young people, is that uh, people are watching us. Whether we realise it or not, or whether we want to admit it or not, uh, whether we recognise it or not, people are watching us. I remember a few years back, I was um, I was going to get a Sabbath school quarterly because I'm a good Adventist young man, right? I had a couple of classes to teach that quarter, so I needed to go and get a quarterly. And and uh, I, it was 
So I live in a town called High Wycombe, and Watford is about 20, 25 miles away, right? And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really want to go, but I knew that I had to go. So I didn't get particularly dressed up for it, right? So I put on these jogging bottoms, I put on uh, this rough-looking hoodie, the kind of stuff that I would perhaps like wear at home. I put on a, a woolly hat, and uh, I hadn't shaved all week. You know, I was looking, I was looking really rough, right? And... Um, to be honest with you, I was looking homeless, right? My, you know, my parents wouldn't think that I belonged to them if they saw me. I was, I was, looking, I was looking quite bad. So all, all I had in my mind was to go to um, the shop, get the, get the quarterly, and then, and then come home. So I went to the shop, and I bought the quarterly. And just up the road from where the shop is, there's a McDonald's. And I thought, well, I haven't eaten today, so I'm going to go um, and get some McDonald's. So I went into the shop, and I went to McDonald's, and I, I ordered the ordered the meal, and this girl came in, and um, she ordered at the, the next till, and uh, she looked at me, and she looked away, then she looked at me again, and then she smiled. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm still sexy, like, I've still got it, like, you know, even though I'm looking a bit rough, like, I've still got it, I'm still whacking it. Uh, so um, she, she looks at me, and she, you know, she, she, she smiles, and, and then she comes over to me, and I kid you not, she goes, are you Curtis? I promise you, I've never seen this, this woman before in my life. And she goes, she, and then, I was, you know the, them times when you're just like, it's a simple question, it's a simple answer, but you're so baffed by what's just happened. You're like, uh, uh, yeah, I, as if I didn't know my own name. And, and um, she, uh, she carried on about her business. So I was like, hold on a minute, you can't just come up to me and announce yourself and ask who I am and then just leave it at that. So I, I, I went up to her and I was like, how, did you, how do you know me? How do you know who I am? And she said that a couple of months back, she was in my home church, right? And I was preaching for music day and she was there visiting when I was preaching. And um, she, she thought it was a really good sermon and, and um, she, she remembered watching me and thinking, you know, go Curtis, that, you know, this is a, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And um, so she, she saw me, and she recognized me, even though I was looking rough, even though I was looking like a homeless man, right? And um, I promise you, I promise you, I, I would have never have said that I met that woman before in my life. And probably, as I, I will do after the service here, I stand at the door and I shake people's hands. I probably shook her hand and I didn't even, even realise it. But she knew who I was. She saw me. She recognised me. So here's, here's the point that I'm getting at. What if I had been there that day in McDonald's and I was doing drugs? What if I had been there that day in McDonald's and I was drinking alcohol? What if that day in McDonald's I was cursing? That girl would have seen me preaching three months ago and then three months later I'm doing all that kind of stuff I would have been a complete and utter hypocrite and that's one of the things that the the people level at the church they say that the church is full of hypocrites and we can't be like that as young people so whether we like it or not whether we accept it or not people are watching us and so it's it it's it means that we have to be, um, we have to show people that we are different, that we, um, we don't behave like anybody else. And, and, and so God, God had put um, Daniel in a position where he can influence others. And God is going to put each of you in positions where you can influence others. When you get a job, when, you, uh, uh, when you're doing your work in, in school and college and university, um, God wants you to be the very best that he, he, you can. Uh, because these guys, they were trying to tr- catch out Daniel, but they couldn't find anything to catch him out with because he was living according to the word of God. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And so that's what we need to be doing as young people. Uh, we need to be able to, if people are looking at us, if people are trying to catch us out or trying to find fault with us, I, I hope that they find nothing uh, because uh, we're so different, we're so focused that we're not going to uh, be like how other young people um, behave. So the only way that they could catch him out, the only way that they could catch him out uh, was to try to violate his relationship with God, to try to... Um, to try to stop that 
um, from happening. And so they, they made this law, right? They made this law that said uh, for 30 days, nobody can pray uh, to any, anybody except the king. So you can't pray to any god, you can't pray to any man, you can only pray to the king. And so the, this law was coming into, uh, coming into power, and uh, Daniel didn't see this as a, as a time to stop praying. Daniel saw this as a time to keep praying. So young people, what I want to say to you is that when times get rough, as ultimately they will do, you will get rough times, those are the times not to stop praying. Those are the times to keep praying, to keep praying more, uh, to keep trusting in God um, that much more. And, you know, sometimes we... Um, because the truth of the matter is this, right? The devil knows that each one of you, all of you, are valuable. And he's going to do anything that he can to throw you off course, to throw you off kilter, to stop you achieving what you need to achieve, to stop you becoming who you need to become. And so he's going to throw all these things, like he was throwing it in Daniel in the, in the text, to try and stop him from being the person that he needed to be. And the, the devil in his, his um, I can't even say minions these days because I think about Despicable Me, Den- the devil and his, his imps, um, they, are, they will try to um, make life difficult for you. And, and the truth is, as young people, right, we experience more um, stress and anxiety than we've ever done. The exam stress and, 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 and we, we get, uh, and we wonder why, we wonder why we get depressed and we wonder why we get lonely and we wonder why we feel that, that nobody uh, loves us. We wonder why we, um, we, we can't find our place in this world. It's because uh, the devil is trying to distract you from your purpose, from being who you need to be. And that's all it is. It's just distraction tactics to stop you from focusing on uh, at becoming who you want to become. So the devil... He recognizes something in you, and he wants to throw you off course. But that didn't stop Daniel. Um, he knew that he had to be like his God. He had to be the same uh, today, yesterday, and, and tomorrow. And I don't know if you've ever read, the, you know, read this story and ever thought to yourself, why didn't Daniel just close the window and pray? He could have just, he would have still been praying to God. Why didn't he just close the window? But Daniel realized that if he's going to do it, he's going to do it God's way or not at all. Daniel was saying to himself, I'm all in. I'm going to do this. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm either going to go with God or I'm going to go against him. I'm either going to give him a legitimate shot or I'm not going to give him a chance at all. And so each of us, each of us as as young people, we have to make a decision. Are we going to go all in with God or are we going to go our own way? It dawned on me um, as I was preparing this week that I haven't really shared with you, church, um, my story, sort of my my journey um, growing up. I'm going to share a bit of this very, very briefly with you. Um, I was, who here is 14? Anybody here 14? No? I was about 14, right? And um, I, was, I was in a church like this. I was in a church like Banbridge, but it was a, it was a lot smaller than Banbridge. And there wasn't many young people. It was, it was me and my sister, who I didn't really like at the time, so didn't really count as a person who I talked to. Um, there was um, another brother and sister who me and my sister didn't get on particularly well with. And, 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 uh, but there was a, a friend that I did um, get on well with. And every time that he was at church, I enjoyed it uh, because I had somebody to talk to. Um, I had somebody to... to, to um, to um, to chill with, uh, so I I wasn't really into church, but um, because he was there, he made it more bearable for me. But then things started to change for me. Um, he um, ended up going to university, and I started to go to secondary school, and I started to get um, different kinds of uh, a wider circle of friends, different influences, and and I soon became fed up with church. I wasn't really um, interested. I wanted to I wanted to get out. I was I was I was um, I was frustrated, and so um, 
Uh, my school. Um, okay, what sport do I like that you guys know? Football, right? My, my, my school was a rugby school, right? I don't like rugby. I, no. Football all the way, right? I don't like rugby. But my, my school was a rugby school, and they, I found out that their games were on a Saturday. So I thought, this is perfect. This is a way for me to, to get out of church. So I tried out for the team, and I got into the, I got into the B team. And um, I, I went home, and I told my mom and dad, Mom and dad, I, want, I don't want to come to church anymore. I'm, f- I'm fed up of church, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start playing rugby um, on, a, on a Saturday. Playing a sport that I hate, just because I didn't want to go to church on a Saturday. So um, I, uh, I went... I, I, my parents were weren't happy with my decision, but they respected it. And they, let me, um, they let me go ahead and, and, and play. So I, for a good, few, good while, I was, playing, I was playing rugby on a Saturday, and I was, uh, I was going up and down the, the country um, <clears throat> playing different games. I went to play at... Um, I'm going off course slightly here, but I went to play at Eton, right, um, one, one Sabbath. And uh, I'm around the same sort of age as Prince William, <clears throat> and there was all these big whispers that Prince William was going to be um, playing um, against um, my, my school. And he was in the B team as well. And it turns out that he played the same position that I did as well. And so like, oh, there was all this big buzz that Prince William was going to play, um, he's going to be in the team to play against us. Um, and so we got there, it turns out that he was injured. Uh, but the story that I tell everybody is that he saw my name on the team sheet and thought he didn't want to come against, up against me, so he decided to cry off. But uh, that's the story that we'll tell. We're sticking to it. That's how we're going forward. Anyway, um, I, was, um, I was playing. I, was, I kept playing rugby, and, and um, there, was, there, was one, there was one Sabbath. I, you know, I didn't have a care in the world. I was, I was playing rugby. I, f- I thought I was happy. Um, I, 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 wasn't really, I didn't really even like, enjoy playing the games. I was just there because... I didn't want to be in church. And um, I remember so clearly, I was on the field one Sabbath, and it just hit me. I shouldn't be here. I know that I shouldn't be here. And for the rest of the game, I, cu- I couldn't play. My, my, uh, my, head was, uh, my head was in a different headspace. Um, I, I knew that um, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be on this field. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Uh, and um, I went home and I told my... I told my mom and dad what I was, um, what I was thinking. But what I didn't know is that whilst um, I was playing rugby, they they uh, spoken to one of our previous pastors, and he recommended that we try church in London, uh, uh, North Wembley, Kingsbury, Wembley at the time. And so um, I said, okay, I'm going to give church another go. So I went, I went to, I went to church in London for the first time, and it changed my whole experience. Um, it opened, I had a, a youth group that was there for, that had about 20, 30, 20 to 25 um, young people. Um, they had lively music. They had good preaching. It, was, it changed my whole experience. And, and a year later, after going to Kingsbury Wembley, I got baptized. Uh, and so, um, so the, the, what, I'm, what I'm sharing that story with you is for this. Each of you have to come to a a decision. Each of you have to come to a conclusion. I was going to church because my parents were taking me to church. I didn't go to church because I wanted to, but I had to make a decision for myself whether or not I'm going to go with God or I'm going to go my own way. And so all of us, we have to, we, we can't follow the God of our parents. We have to make sure that God is, is real for us, that God is alive for us, that we have a real and alive connection with God for ourselves. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Daniel was thinking um, when he went into the lion's den. But what I can tell you is that the, that the great God of heaven was able to close the mouths of those lions. I can't Imagine what that must have been like uh, to go into that lion's den. But I know that uh, Daniel was kept safe throughout it. God, you may find yourself in the lion's den. You may find yourself in situations that are extremely difficult, uh, extremely trying. But I want you to know that if God is with you, 
If God is by, by your side, there is nothing that he cannot protect you from. There is nothing that he cannot help you with. And so this is, this is why that we, we need to make our, our faith a real thing. Uh, because as we get older, we will find ourselves in, in situations where we are struggling and we don't know what to do. And so it's up to us to, to make that decision, to, to trust in God. And, and, and I'm not just saying that because I, I'm, I'm trying to give you good advice. I'm saying to, it to you because I know it's true. And I know that the adults here can tell you that God has been there for us time and time again. He's been there for us over and over again. There's times uh, when we could have lost our lives. There's times when we, um, our backs have been right up against the wall and God came through for us. So I want you, I want you to try to make that make a decision are you going to are you going to go all in with god just like daniel did or are you going to go your own way there's only there's there's only two choices there isn't a in between here you either go with god or you go your own way and i just hope and pray that you guys, all of you, and, and not just the young people, young adults, but the, um, the church as, as a whole, that we all of us try to make that recommitment to God, uh, that we, make, we will make that decision to go all in with God. We, we can't, there, 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 there are no half measures when it comes to God. There are no, um, there's no middle ground, there's no middle fence. And so, I hope and pray that um, each, of, each of us would uh, say to ourselves or come to that conclusion, maybe not now, um, maybe not next week, but eventually come to that conclusion that uh, I'm going to go with God all the way, come what may. It doesn't matter what circumstances I'm in. I know enough about God. My faith is alive, alive enough for me to, um, to go all in with God. So... Young people, um, if you guys could come forward so the um, seniors, uh, older senior youth, if you come for, come over here for a second, I'm just going to pray with you guys. I want you to know that you're valuable. That you're valuable not only in the sight of the church, but you're valuable in the sight of God. Uh, and that he's, he has um, great plans for your life. Um, and if there's, and uh, he knows um, how to give your life purpose. He knows how to uh, make your life worthwhile. So I, I pray that you, would, uh, that you would make that decision for God. Um, if, even if it's not today, next week, but, but soon, but soon. If we could all, if you could put your hand on the person next to you so that we're all connected. I'm going to... Okay, let's pray. Our Lord and our Father, we thank you so much for our young people. We thank you, Lord, for um, each one of them that are here today. Lord, you know the, the struggles and the, the battles that they face on a daily basis. And we pray, Lord, that you would um, be with them, Lord. Help them, Lord, to um, stay focused um, in, this, in these days that we're living in. Help, help them, Lord, to stay true to you. Uh, there are so many things that are trying to distract them, that are trying to um, throw them off course, to um, take away their focus. And I, I pray, Lord, that you would remove those, dis- remove those distractions. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to stay committed to you. Lord, I ask that... Um, this group of young people here in Banbridge will be a different group of young people, that they will be a, a generation who uh, want to serve God, who want to live faithfully, um, who want to actually do care about going to heaven. And so, Father, I pray that um, you would help them uh, to discover you in a real way, that they would have a, a live and a real connection with you.
Lord, I pray that the church as a whole would continue to support them and help them, Lord, in, in any way that they can. Give them all the uh, support and encouragement that they need. Lord, I thank you again so much for each person that is here and ask, Lord, that they would go from strength to strength and that they would grow in favour of both man and God. This is my prayer, God, in your name. Amen. You can go back to your seats now. Thank you, Curtis. Our final hymn this morning is up on the screen, and it's 1,000 Reasons.
Lord and Father, we pray that our young people be a people who worship you, uh, who worship your holy name. Lord, you know how precious they are. You know how valuable they are. You know how much they can be an effect for you, how much impact they can have on, on those around them. All of them, Lord, are, are blessed. All of them are special. And we pray, Lord, that you would help them to fulfill their potential, help them, Lord, to uh, be good and faithful servants for you. We pray, Lord, that uh, each of them, Lord, would uh, commit themselves to you this day, uh, that they would um, see that your way is the best way. So, Father, I pray that you would uh, continue to help them, Lord, as they, they journey as young people. And, Lord, for us as the old adults, Lord, we pray that you would help us to recommit ourselves to you. Uh, help, help us, Lord, to remember that your way is the only way. And though even though sometimes we may not understand everything that you do, help us, Lord, to keep trusting you, trusting in you that much more. So, Father, we thank you for this time together and pray that you will continue to bless us this Sabbath, I pray in your name. Amen.